When you need milk for Zoe and a cold brew for yourself, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash Boost. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and our growing family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at com on MSN Messenger. Exxon Radio TV at hotmail.com and our website www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is John Miller, and uh, John is author of several books and radio talk show host, a uh, guest, I'm sorry, for numerous programs. His interest in understanding paranormal phenomenon began at the age of five after hearing his great grandmother's tale of seeing a UFO shortly followed. Uh, following the turn of the century. This story, as well as numerous otherworldly encounters of his own, fueled his quest for the unknown. When he reached the age of 21 and was visited by none other than Jesus Christ in a vision, uh, since that time, John has become a born-again Christian, yet continues to investigate paranormal phenomenon. In most respects, he's an outsider considered too Christian for New Agers and too occultish for Christians. Those who read his books with an open mind, however, may discover him to be simply a Bible-believing intellectual who constantly questions everything he sees, hears, feels, and believes. John has earned two associate degrees, a bachelor's degree in business, and is currently pursuing a master's in professional screenwriting. He works full-time as a master sergeant in the Air National Guard, and his websites are www.aliensinthebible.com and www.aliensandtheantichrist.com. Joining me now is John Miller. And, uh, John, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Thank you very much. Uh, what's new since you and I last talked? Well, um, basically just getting into screenwriting mm-hmm. and uh, pursuing a master's degree, uh, although I still continue to maintain my websites, and so I, I do have a lot of contacts that... Uh, uh, get a hold of me and talk to me about 
different aspects of my book. Uh, so I'm always getting various updates. Um, uh, for example, I know someone who regularly astral projects. Uh, I know someone else who told me about new information that was found mm-hmm. uh, regarding giants that have been uncovered, uh, archaeological uh, findings in New Zealand that are being concealed from the public. Uh, so these kind of odds and ends are always coming up. Uh, I have a lot of that. So basically, it's business as usual. Yes. <laughs> Listen, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about aliens in the Bible and aliens and the Antichrist. Our guest this hour is John Miller, www.aliensinthebible.com and www aliens and the antichrist.com don't forget exonation uh, this coming february 2012 february 17 18 19 i will be the master of ceremonies at the international center that is going to be where you're going to find the body soul and spirit expo for more information or if you'd like to become an exhibitor or if you want to find out where in your area that you're listening to the show the closest body soul and spirit expo is Visit their website at www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. That's www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. John Miller and I return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the Exxon continues right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365 We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. 
Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. Welcome back, everyone. John Miller is our special guest, aliensinthebible.com and aliensandtheantichrist.com. John, what are some of the paranormal events that have fueled your quest of the paranormal? Well, probably the biggest thing that I've ever experienced as far as uh, definitely something not of this world Mm -hmm. uh, was when I was in the Army, and uh, it was during the Panamanian Conflict. And me and a, a squad were in the jungle of Panama behind Fort Sherman, and uh, I was up on night watch around midnight, and this glowing ball of light came out of the jungle, and it was about the size of a soccer ball. And it was so bright that when it, it flashed, mm-hmm. and it was like a camera flash, but it was about the size of a basketball or so, and, and uh, this thing was, it was big. It couldn't have been any kind of insect or anything, and... I was wondering if it was ball lightning, but I had uh, an M60 strapped on me with a bunch of rounds of ammunition and a radio with a bunch of battery packs and a large antenna. Uh, this thing was not coming anywhere near me. It, it came up to about 20 feet away from me, and it just stopped and floated, and it did a circle around my perimeter. So it was exhibiting some kind of intelligence, like it was analyzing uh, the place. And I woke up my, my team leader, and I told him, hey, there's, there's this uh, glowing ball of light that's checking us out. He didn't believe me at first, but then when it flashed, he, he kind of freaked out. And I told him I was going to try to communicate with it. And uh, I walked out into a clearing, and I, I said, whatever you are, reveal yourself to me. I, I just want to know what you are. And my logic was, if this thing wanted to attack me, it would have already. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was armed to the teeth, and it wasn't doing anything. And I felt this weird sensation kind of go through my head, like a light-headed sensation. And it was almost as if I felt a pull. And something flew directly over my head, and it was like, I don't know, static electricity or something. I could feel where it was moving. And this was right after I asked it to you know, try to communicate with me, I felt it moving when I couldn't see it. It it would only flash, and I could see where it was when it flashed, but it was invisible otherwise, and we had night vision. We were trying to spot the thing, and we couldn't see it, but then it would flash. And it flew behind me, and I, I told the guy with me, I said, I don't know how I know this, but I have a feeling when it flashes again, it's going to be flashing right over. And as soon as I said, there... And I pointed, it flashed exactly where I pointed. So somehow it communicated to me. And it wasn't with words or any kind of language, but it was some primitive way that it let me know where it was at. And then it 
proceeded to uh, go down the path to the, uh, another squad that was down down deeper in the jungle, and it did a circle around them, which they told us about the next day, and then it wandered back off into the jungle. And we had talked about it, and I, I said I, it exhibited uh, attributes of some kind of a probe, like maybe it was scanning us or collecting information on us. But uh, we don't have anything in our technological uh, arsenal that would come close to something that, that it could be a ball of light that completely vanishes and you can't see it with night vision or any trace of anything when it's not flashing and it can just float around you and, and let you know where it's at. I don't know of anything even remotely close to that. Uh, so that was that uh, an experience that I was not alone. There were other people. We mm -hmm. were not on anything. When you're on guard duty during war, you have to be 100% alert. And, you know, we all saw it. What, so, do, what do you think you saw, John? I actually did some, some research on this, and it turns out that there's something called a will-o'-the-wisp. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not known to really exist. There's only rumors and legends of this thing that is, uh, fits this description exactly. And what it tries to do is, according to legend, is it tries to get people curious to follow it, and it leads them to their death. So some some sort of jungle-type spirit or something. <laughs> But I, I have no idea, to be honest. To this wow. day, I have no idea what it really, truly was. Mm -hmm. uh, could have been something from another world. Could have been some sort of spirit. I don't know what it was. John, did you uh, did you happen to share your story with uh, members of the local community? Did Were they able to give you any hint as to what it may be? Are there any legends in that part of Panama that... Oh, I'm, I'm sure that they could probably tell me the name of it. Really? But, uh, this was during war, so I didn't have liberty to just go run around talking to people. Yeah. Uh, we were, you know, everything that we did 24-7 was under the radar, so, you know, our schedules were dictated sure. to us. That's, that was during the time of Noriega? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, um, when I was reading your bio, uh, you had, or you were visited by none other than Jesus Christ in a vision. Can you take us back to that time and tell us about it? Yeah, that was during the darkest time of my life, actually. After I got out of the Army, I really fell into the party scene. And oh, gosh. I was, um, you know, I I lived really clean all during the, my years in the Army, but mm -hmm. after that, I was just, you know, fell in with the wrong crowd, and I was doing all kind of crazy stuff. And uh, during the middle of that... Um, I had this vision one night where I was shown where I was going, uh, that it was leading to death and destruction. And basically I, uh, and, and I described the vision in, in uh, another one of my books, the Eagle Star Prophecy. And, uh, in this vision, I was with a friend and, and we were taken out of this place. And then when we were returned to the same place, everyone was dead. And it was very graphic, blood and, you know, everything. And uh, I got to the ability to walk out of this place. The gate was open. And as I walked out, I felt free and liberated. And when I woke up from that dream, I felt totally released from 
every addiction I had. Uh, so uh, then I, I began to wonder who that was that took us out of there, and I actually heard the name Jesus. You know, when I asked the question, I physically asked the question out loud, who was that invisible person I couldn't see? And I heard the name audibly in my ear, Jesus. And, uh, you know, I've been to church mm-hmm. quite a few times. I heard people tell me about Jesus from one end to the other, and I never could really receive it or believe it. I uh, just had a hard time accepting that there could only be one way to God. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of people who believe in God, but to limit it to just one way to God, that's where everybody draws the line. They just can't seem to picture that. Uh, and I was in that boat. But when I heard him speak his name in my ear, there in my bedroom all alone, uh, faith just got put on me in one instant. And so I, I immediately changed from one kind of person into another uh, in an instant. So, that so day, it was like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge waking up on Christmas morning. Yeah. So did you, did, you, did you see Christ? In the dream, he was invisible. He made himself invisible. I knew that there was someone there. He was showing me things. He was showing me evidence of, of someone that was there doing mm-hmm. things. But I couldn't see him. Uh, he concealed himself from me. And that's why I asked the question when I woke up. Like, mm-hmm. It was a bizarre vision where I saw these different things, and but there was the person that was with me showing me was invisible. So I was like, who was that? You know, and I heard him speak his name. And I felt him in the, in the room with me when he said it. It was like somebody was standing there right next to me, and he leaned forward and whispered, you know, spoke the name in my ear right there where I could actually audibly hear him. So faith came to me through hearing. And, you know, I think that's probably the only way that I could have ever believed because, you know, even though I have all these amazing stories of faith from my Mm -hmm. family, um, my great-grandmother said that she actually saw Jesus twice in her life. He actually came to her, and uh, on one of those occasions she was paralyzed in the hospital. And she said Jesus walked into the room and looked at her, and she was completely healed and walked out that day. And it sounded all the doctors and the staff. They couldn't explain it. So, I mean, I heard this story, but I still didn't believe. I had to have an encounter myself. You've got two websites. One is called aliensinthebible.com, and the other one is Aliens and the Antichrist. Now, we've got to take a commercial break with our news here, John. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you about aliens in the Bible as well as aliens and the Antichrist. Uh, so please stand by. Exonation, John Miller is our special guest of the shower. Once again, two websites, aliensinthebible.com and aliensandtheantichrist.com. Once again, the Body, Soul, Spirit Expo, February 17, 18, 19, 2012, in the International Center. That's at 6900 Airport Road in Mississauga, right across the street from Pearson International Airport in Toronto. For more information, you can contact Chandler Armstrong. His website is www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. That's www.bodysoulspiritexpo.com. John Miller is my special guest this hour, and we will be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 
Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. A special hello to all our listeners in St. Helens, Oregon, listening to us on KOHI. And in Oklahoma on KKRP. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back, everyone. John Miller's our special guest. He's got two websites, www.aliensinthebible.com and www.aliensandtheantichrist. John, let's talk about aliens in the Bible. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, um, back in 1999, uh, when I saw that people were able to make their own websites mm-hmm. and stuff, I went ahead and uh, did some research. Um, one of the first things I started doing as a born-again Christian is just reading the Bible from cover to cover. And I didn't get too far before I hit some stuff that just blew me away. Um Everybody's familiar with the story of Noah's Ark. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Genesis 6 is one of the weirdest chapters. I mean, it says the sons of God, 
mm-hmm. which we know, uh, Benai Elohim in Hebrew, uh, is the same term used for angels in the book of Job, and Satan is among them in the book of Job. So they are a specific class of angels that appear as humanoid when they're mentioned in Scripture. In fact, uh, there are reference, several references called them men. Um, for example, when, uh, when Lot... Uh, was pulled out of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, the people of the city thought that uh, the angels were were there to, to have relations with them. So they were used to seeing these beings, these humanoid beings coming from somewhere else and uh, having their way with them. Uh, but uh, these particular ones that showed up were there to take them out. So they couldn't tell the good ones from the bad ones, but the point is that they were humanoid. Um, and I, I was reading these things thinking, well, good grief, here you have otherworldly beings coming down that look human, that are interbreeding with humans and having offspring that are what they call the Nephilim. Mm-hmm. And uh, these beings overrunning the world is what caused everything to go so bad and we're talking bad on a degree that even makes today's world look wonderful. So uh, God wiped out the entire planet because of these beings. And so what we hear is nowadays is the lighter version of, oh, there was a lot of wickedness in the world, so God destroyed it. But the actual number one characteristic that differentiated the world of Noah's time from ours is this otherworldly interaction with these beings called the Manai Elohim and their offspring, which were giants, and they were everywhere. Uh, so it was a very different world than this world, and Jesus said that we're going to return to that world in the end. He says in uh, Matthew chapter 24, as the days of Noah were, so shall the days of the coming of the Son of Man be. So we're going to see a return to days of open contact with beings from other worlds. That is prophesied by Jesus in the Bible. So when I came across this originally in Genesis 6, I couldn't believe what I was reading. I had to read it a dozen times. And and then so I decided, well, let's see what the rest of the Bible says about this, because I've never heard anyone say anything about this. Not back in 1999. So, well, actually, that was in 96, to tell you the truth. It was 99 when I, when I finished the book. So uh, we're talking 96, and this was when nobody was talking about this kind of stuff. And uh, I, I read the whole Bible cover to cover, and every mm-hmm. time I came across something that gave me further information on that, I wrote little notes, and I slapped up an article in 1996 called My Message to the World. And... Uh, then uh, a couple years later, I, I went ahead and refined the article, and it just became a book because there was so much material there. And that was the beginning of the research in 96. Do you think that this world is ready for contact? Well, I could tell you that our government is definitely interested in it because they've done studies on it. Mm-hmm. They've requested information from people. Uh, almost everybody but Christians are ready for it, um, and that's kind of what they found out. But Christians are more or less labeling it all as demonic, and it's going to be a little bit harder for them to swallow the pill of 
extraterrestrial life as a, as a reality. Why, without... why, would, why would Christians uh, classify ETs as demonic? Uh, I've uh, corresponded with different people on Christian websites mm-hmm. about that, and they they absolutely cannot see the I don't know. It's just there's some sort of supernatural blinders uh, that is preventing them from being able to see the picture clearly. That's the only way I can understand it because they take a, a notion like um, uh, what it states in Hebrews, how Jesus died for all the sins of the world, mm-hmm. and they say that Jesus would have had to go and die on all these other planets in order to bring these other beings salvation, and I really don't get that, because uh, the Bible states clearly that uh, faith it, it comes from the, you know, salvation is for those who have faith, and it de- defines defines it to faith rather than a biological attribute. So I think if you're intelligent enough uh, and spiritual enough to have faith, then it would apply to you. I don't see why you would have to be another species and, and go die for that other species for salvation to apply. So they get hung up on salvation, and then they think that the Bible doesn't talk about extraterrestrial life, when in fact it does point blank. Uh, it states very clearly in several scriptures that you know, the the terms used for heavens is the abode of the sun and the moon and the stars, and uh, Shamim and, uh, in Hebrew and Oranios in Greek both refer to the heavens, which is second heavens, which is outer space, and it says throughout Scripture, Old and New Testament, that it's filled with life. So I don't understand why they don't see that. It's very clear and plain, uh, but they take the world of the Bible and beings like angels, and they relegate them to another entire existence altogether. They don't view the universe holistically like a, um, say, a quantum physicist mm-hmm. might. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I did research for my books. I did research into science right. and secular sources as well as scripture, uh, but they complement each other. Uh, when you read in the Bible, the Bible actually talks about quantum physics, way before scientists ever conceived the notion of other dimensions. The Bible says that there's a place called hell inside the earth. And, well, we know if you dig down there, you're going to find molten lava. Right. But the earth is, according to the Bible, like an onion of layers of existence. And that there is a smaller earth inside, which there is like a planet hell down inside of there. Well, you know what, that that kind of leads to the explanation that people who believe in the inner world theory or the hollow earth theory believe in. Well, I don't know if hollow earth is so accurate if you're talking about it being entirely in this planet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do know that this planet is multidimensional. Jesus, when he died on the cross, it states that he went down into the earth, and there's two places down in there, uh, Hades, Sheol, uh, Sheol is, is the Hebrew, Hades is the Greek, and it says that down in the underworld there were two realms, a place of the righteous dead and a place of the unrighteous dead. So there was two realms down in there, and you're not talking about a place with lava and, and uh, solid rock or whatever. You're talking about an actual world with a lithosphere. I'm talking 
just like this world, you know, where you have the ground, the sky, atmosphere, the works. And in this place, you have a place where the righteous dead were, which was a nice place, and it was divided from the place of the unrighteous dead, and spirits went there, but probably when you're there, you're more like physical. And it's in another dimension. So if we had the ability to go through dimensions, we might be able to perceive it. Is it, possi- also, is it possible that we do have the ability to go through different dimensions? Uh, maybe that's what happens at the time of our physical death. We have the ability to do it spiritually. And right. people that astral project can do it. Uh, and we're getting to the point to where we have the technology, at least we have the mathematics to demonstrate mm-hmm. that it can be done physically. Our only limitation at this point is power. Uh, but if uh, you look in my my book where I talk about the real-life hyperspace drive, uh, anybody can do a search on this, like on Google. They actually have mathematics to support this. Uh, apparently they have a new... They're, uh, NASA and the Air Force are working on a new hyperspace drive propulsion system that's capable of punching a hole in our dimension and traveling faster than the speed of light, and it can reduce 11 light years down to 80 days. So if they can build this thing, which is projected to be complete by, uh, the prototype is projected to be complete by 2012, uh, and and it's out there on the Defense Tech website. Hmm. So these are scientific websites. It's not just whatever. It's, sure. it's real stuff that they're working on, and the mathematics is real. Uh, and, uh, of course, I don't know, I mean, I was reading about um, uh, some of, from Paul Davies. He wrote a book, and he's talking about the, how the mathematics extends beyond our ability to perceive. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the examples he used was A squared plus B squared equals C squared, which is Pythagorean's theorem. And it happens to work for a three-dimensional object, too. A squared plus B squared plus C squared equals D squared. And they don't, you know, it it works for a cube. So in theory, it can work for any number of dimensions. And this is how mathematics is able to extend our perception into a realm where it's beyond what we can picture, but it's real. And they use mathematics like this, which makes them scratch their head and wonder how it works. But apparently, if they build this thing, it'll work. And it's supposed to punch a hole in the universe and fold time-space and get them from one side to the other in a very short amount of time. And if they are able to do that, they may end up in a place where they're looking at planets that, uh, for example, Mars might have life on it. It may look very different in that higher dimension. So that's what I'm talking about with the Earth being an onion layer, well, the entire universe is an onion. Every planet exists in multiple dimensions. So when we're talking about extraterrestrials coming here from other worlds, we're probably talking about extraterrestrials coming here from other worlds and other dimensions. They're all part of this world. They're all part of this universe because this universe is multidimensional. You know, when when I read the Bible, and and I find it to be a fascinating book. I can't understand why more people haven't cued into the fact that, you know what? In the very beginning of the Bible, it says, And God said, Let us create man in our image. How come nobody clues into the, the plurality of that statement? 
Well, they have. Um, uh, the way I understand it is the the um, Elohim is a plural word in the Hebrew, and it refers to Godhead. Uh, Godhead in Greek in the New Testament is another plural term referring to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Uh, but some also mean, I uh, believe, that it refers to a, um, like a group of higher-level angels mm-hmm. that were among the first to be created, but they're not to be confused with God the Creator, because there is... Elohim, the creator, the one who created the angels. So the angels are not God, but God, you know, the creator himself is a plural kind of entity. He is three as in one. So that's why he's a plural term is used for him. When we come back from this commercial break, we'll have about four minutes. I'd like to talk to you about aliens and the Antichrist. Stand by, would you, John? Thanks very much for joining us today. Yeah. Exonation, our guest this hour, John Miller, www.aliensinthebible.com and www.aliensandtheantichrist.com. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. If you'd like to listen to the archives at any time, they are free. Just go to our website, exxonpodcast.com, and they're available for download on our Apple iTunes store. We also have over 158 different videos on our YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash TV. John Miller and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like more information about John Miller, his websites are aliensinthebible.com and aliensandtheantichrist.com. We'll be back. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com.
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back, everyone. Well, that's it for tonight. I'd like to thank all our guests tonight and our affiliates worldwide and to the members of the Exo Nation, no matter where you are, listening to us in your car, on your boat, at the beach, wherever. Thanks very much for spending your time with us here in the Exxon. My guest this hour, John Miller, www.aliensandthebible.com and aliensandtheantichrist.com. John, tell us about Aliens and the Antichrist. Aliens and the Antichrist uh, is a later revelation of continued research. Uh, when I finished Aliens in the Bible, I, I figured I was done. Even though I wasn't quite getting all the pieces together yet, I knew that something about these humanoid aliens was dangerous because Satan was described as a man, mm-hmm. and he's still out there. He's not locked up and confined. He's running around. Uh and so I continued to do additional research, and I tackled some subjects that I was hesitant to tackle, uh, such as the rapture. And uh, people argue about it, and I'm like, huh, what's to argue about? You know, I I really don't see the point of arguing about something like that. You know, if it happens, it does. It don't. It don't. You need to be prepared either way. So I tackled these subjects, and I found out a lot more, and I even changed my views on a few things. Um, I talk about such as the uh, Neanderthal and the and the Cro-Magnon and how they fit into the picture. And that uh, I actually think that there were a race of angels that once lived here on this planet prior to Adam and Eve. There's plenty of scriptural evidence to support that. And uh, that these beings, when they were when God destroyed the earth in Genesis 1-2, that some of them escaped. Those that were angels escaped because they can't be killed, according to Luke 20:36. But those that were here that were mortal, they got killed, and that's what we see in the fossil record. So science backs it up, that there was this whole race of humans here. Well, these weren't our order of creation. Humans that we have today were created after, and they were a completely different order of creation. And these angels are the ones that are going to be coming back. They're the ones that have been here, in Genesis 6, they've been causing us problems since day one. They caused us problems in the garden when Satan showed up and tempted Adam and Eve. Uh, so these things are what I found and continue to document and uncover. And if you could call it a master's thesis, it would be an exposition of Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12, it talks about the strong delusion that's coming, which I believe has to be something that can affect all religions, all people, 
all races, all demographic uh, uh, differentiations you could think of will be affected. Hey, John, I hate to do this, my friend, but you and I just ran out of time. I want to thank you so much for joining us, John. Always a pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to the next time you join us here in the X-Zone. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye now. ExoNation, www.aliensandtheantichrist.com. Well, that's it for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night. Until then, always remember to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night, everyone.